Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. When I'm doing any collaborations, whether it's working with Natalie, working with the team, working with somebody out the team, like really just understanding like those expectations and being bold enough to have those right from the off and setting boundaries. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Oh man, you guys, if you love Boss Babes and you resonate with anything Boss Babe like I do, you are going to love my next guest. So Danielle Canty has a passion in business strategy and female leadership. She's the co-creator of Boss Babe, specializing in the brand's operation and growth strategy. After starting her first business at 22, Danielle has gone on to become a serial international seven-figure entrepreneur and is the COO and president at Boss Babe. As a trained business coach and a director of chiropractic, Danielle's passion 
lies in high performance, business strategy, and operational scalability. Coupled with her understanding that success is more than just business skills, but encompasses personal development, facing challenges head on, and striving for the best version of yourself, Danielle's impact is clearly seen in Boss Babe's mission and philosophy. She's based in Los Angeles. She co-hosts the Boss Babe podcast with Natalie, where the two share candid conversations and interview aspirational leaders across an array of industries. You guys, I can definitely say that this woman has helped me in my business and in my life and is a true strategist. And especially if you are more of a creative at all, this is going to be a conversation that you want to listen to. Let's get started. Danielle, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. Um, I've missed you. Like, I feel like we got to to chat a bunch and like, you know, talk and be in each other's like company. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I need I to, we need to hang out. And now I live in Arizona and you live in California, but you guys, I'm trying, I'm literally becoming an Arizona recruiter. I know. I feel like one minute you were here and the next minute you were gone. I'm like, hang what on a minute. Network? She's moved states. And we had this conversation. You're like, yeah, we're thinking about going, but I probably won't. I say I'll go and I won't. And then next minute, and the worst thing was, I think I found out via Instagram. I'm like, Lori, is this true? You did not run this by me. <laughs> oh my God. And it, it, social dates. <laughs> it was kind of like that. It was just, you, you know, what's so weird is there was definitely a part of me that like didn't want to tell people I was leaving because I was afraid that then I would like fall out of their social circle. It's a real we thing. We try and persuade you otherwise. Well, I know I left the UK, right? And then it's really hard to stay in people's social yeah. circles. <laughs> Yeah, particularly when you're not allowed to fly home either. <laughs> oh my God, totally. Like for me, it's still so easy to like drive to yeah. LA or take a 45 minute flight, which is so funny. I'm going back like on December 3rd already. Do I'm like, okay, I can't even leave. Do you know what's really funny? It's like being from the UK, my ratios of like distances are so different to yours yeah. like in the US. Because you guys are like, oh, it's so close. It's only a 45 minute flight or a five hour drive. I'm like, and if anyone's listening from the UK, they'll totally get this. I'm like, five-hour drive? Like, I would not drive somewhere for five hours. Like, yeah. if I'm doing that, I'm going for like a week's vacation or something, you know? Totally. It's just like, our relationship to distances is very, very different. I think I'm driving a long way if I'm driving like 30 minutes for food. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true because when I... So when I first went to Europe, it was like, they're like, okay, well, today we're going to go to this country and tomorrow we're going to go to this country. And I like couldn't understand how we were going to like hop, you know, countries <laughs> it's like, because it's like two hours away or it's right over yeah. here. And it was just the weirdest thing to me. So I totally get it. It's just like completely, different. completely different. So you guys, I'm so excited because Danielle is one half of Boss Babe, which I don't, I really don't know anybody who hasn't heard or followed of you guys. So I'm super excited to chat with you today because I think there's so many layers, like so many fun layers behind this business that of course you guys do a really great job of showing that. But I think it's so much fun when you can really get behind the scenes to know. Um, and there's never been a time where I have not heard you or Natalie talk where my mind is just like blown because of the way that you both Think. And I'm guessing because of the magical energy that you guys both create when you're together. And I'm finding so much of that too, like with girlfriends and collaboration. Like I think that we open another door, you know, to our own like inner, um, you know, uh, creativity when we are with another person. What do you think of that? Like what happens when the two of you get together and create ideas? Like what is it? And how, how do you create this magic formula of, you know, really being able to dive in together and create things together. I think it was like Napoleon Hill who says something along the lines of like, when two minds come together, they create a third mind that neither could achieve without the other. Oh, and I think this is so good. really, really like how my and Natalie's relationships has developed. Like I really don't think that Boss Baby would wear it where it would be today without either one of us because we just it's not like one person has this and one person this it's like what happens when we come together and I see that in so many masterminds that I've been a part of or other collaborations that I do and I think there's just something so magical about how ideas are born from conversations mm. and collaboration and one of the one of the 
kind of sayings or um, quotes that we've always utilized when we lent on in Boss Babe is we believe in collaboration over competition. And it really does come back to the reasons of like, one, we really feel an abundance, but also the fact that like, we know we can create so much more with other people because we've actually experienced that ourselves. And when you kind of bring those minds together that are open and they're willing to put everything on the table and there's no fear around bringing ideas and it's just around like a, a backwards and forwards and a toing and throwing. It's like, oh, where can we get to bringing these minds together? There's something just really, really special about that. And I feel like so blessed to have that relationship, not only with Natalie, but so many other people that I get to work alongside with our team, with people like mm. you, Laurie. And I just think that's something really, really magical about being an entrepreneur or working in businesses where you have that open mindset where you can come and give ideas and just bounce bounce off each other. That's what I thrive on. Oh my God, same. I So I had never heard that exact quote, but I literally could not. I've tried to put it into my own words and it, it's always along that same path that it's like you literally access something that you would never have access to together. And it's so outside of both of you, yet it's like, in both of you, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I yeah, you like, like pull it out of each other in like a way. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, I had that idea. You said that and it sparked something here. And now I'm remembering this thing. And actually now I can see these dots starting to join that I hadn't really noticed before. And for me, that's like one of the best things about having a business partner or like say having these collaborations because I almost feel like it brings the better version out of myself. I'm definitely somebody who likes to bounce ideas. Like I can do a lot of ideas on my own, but they really come really come in when I'm testing them and hearing other mm-hmm. people's and able to kind of start joining dots that perhaps mm-hmm. in my own mind. And then you kind of get this one bit saying, well, actually that kind of roadmaps here and... Yeah, it's powerful. It's literally my favorite. Like, it's probably one of my favorite feelings in the world is when that just that vortex all of a sudden opens up and you're just like playing and dancing and throwing stupid ideas around that turn into brilliant ideas. Um, You know, I kind of view it as like, we all have like these lock boxes inside of us and other people hold the keys. Like all of a sudden they like turn your lock box and you're like, oh, that was in me, but I didn't have the keys. You helped me unlock it. And it's just the craziest thought that we are meant to do this, right? Like that's what your, that's what your whole brand is about is like, yes, you know, be a boss, be a babe, be a boss, babe. (laughs) But like, Mm -hmm. how are we going to do this in a collaborative way? Like, how can you do this together? How can you bring other people into your vision? Um, And definitely it's like your vision just grows and gets exponentially better. Whether you have a business partner or whether it's just collaborating with other people um, and bringing, you know, other women or people into that vision. So I want to know from the beginning though, because I think sometimes with women, like maybe we look at the boss babe page or we look at you guys, out in the world. And I think that people think that all of a sudden it was just like, oh my God, we're going to create this business and this is what it looks like. And, you know, like maybe right away it was just this idea. And I want to kind of know how that unfolded into what it is now. Yeah, I love this. And it's my my story is not so well known as Natalie. So it's really nice to kind of share it because, you know, Natalie was like the born entrepreneur, which I know lots of listeners are going to really relate to. And the other part of my story is actually I wasn't a born entrepreneur, which I also know people will equally relate to. Like I didn't grow up, you know, selling sweets on the corner. Like I grew up (laughs) thinking, right, I've got to work hard at school and I've got to get a job and I'm going to work for somebody that I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to get married and I'm going to have 2.4 children, which is kind (laughs) of like the very stereotypical British upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I really thought was mapped out for me. Like I grew up in a very average UK home. I didn't like grow up wealthy or anything like that. I equally didn't grow up poor. I just had a very average upbringing. And, but I had these ideals in my head of what was going to happen on that. And so for me, that journey was very much like, first of all, began when I decided like my core fundamental, like core value at that point was really helping people. And so, you know, when you're at career day, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, chiropractor. And I decided because I, you know, had met a chiropractor who absolutely loved his job. He was really passionate and he was helping people. And I decided like, this is what I wanted to go into. So I went really hard at school to be able to do that. And off I went to university. And when I graduated, there's only two places that you could do it in the UK. But what happened when I graduated was that I started getting exposed because I moved away from home. I was meeting new people and I started getting exposed to different 
thoughts and different mm. thought patterns. And I share this just because the conversation that we just had around what happens when you meet people who have a different mindset or a different thought process yes. to you, it actually starts bringing out a different side to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me. I started realizing that, oh, actually, you know what? I'm pretty ambitious. And actually, mm-hmm. I would like to have my own company. And all these things started like being sparked off. Like I've always been really, really ambitious. Like I always knew that I was like, wanted to be the best at things and I wanted to like rework hard and I wanted to have a good living. But when I graduated and met certain people who actually started to start to get exposed to entrepreneurship, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So through my journey as a chiropractor, I actually became the um, youngest shareholder in one of the fastest growing primary healthcare brands in the UK because I worked up a ladder and there was an opportunity came for me. And I actually, and I just want to call this out because I think this is one thing that a lot of people don't do. I said to them, I want to invest in this business. Mm. I want to buy this business. And I was just very much like, I want to do this. And I'm, at the beginning, they were like, no. But then like, I proved my worth and we had more conversations and it developed like that. But ultimately, so I was on this career trajectory as a chiropractor and being a shareholder in these businesses. And that was really going great until 2016. So 2016, I was like, you know, really like starting to have good um, finances. Um, I was earning great money, but I was ultimately trading a lot of time for money. Mm-hmm. Even though I owned the business, I was very much working in it. I really couldn't step away because of my chiropractic pieces. And in 2016, I went on a skiing holiday with my family. My dad actually had a really bad accident. Mm-hmm. So we were skiing down um, a really straight run and a really easy run. And he was just in front of me. But you know what? families can be like, we can get a little bit competitive. And yeah. we had this app called Ski Strats Tracks, which we always used to monitor our um, speed on. And we were all going really, really fast. And in the shadow of the mountain, my dad didn't see mm. a um, lump of snow. And so when he hit it, he lost his balance and he actually crashed out at, I say 70 mile an hour, but the boys will tell him. And I say boys, I mean, my husband and my brother will be like, it was only 68.9. <laughs> right? so oh my he, God. Um, yeah, he is he landed um, at that speed and fractured his pelvis. So oh. he literally fractured his pelvis all the way up, helicoptered off, um, flown to two hospitals, had to have surgery pins, was not allowed to sit up three months, was told that oh. he might not ever ski again, all these pieces, which was just, you know, you can imagine like what was going through our heads mm. at that point. It's like you, I'd lived my life up to that point feeling like time was forever. I got so much of it, so much time to do the things that I wanted to do. And in that moment, I really realized that I, along the journey, although I'd got financial freedom, I didn't actually have freedom. And I realized that that was a core value of Mm. mine that I had been neglecting for so long. And so when I had to fly home the day my dad was having surgery because I needed to be back in the office and I needed to be back in the clinic, it was just this gut-wrenching like, wow. I don't Mm. own my life. My life owns me and I don't want that anymore. Mm. And so that sent me on like a, and I use the analogy of being on like a treadmill. I'd almost like put myself on this treadmill, but I wasn't really aware that I was on and I was just going. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, I'm on this setting. And it just started making me question, well, why am I here? Where am I going? What do I want to be going? And this is really the run that I want to be, the race that I want to be running. And so I came back from that holiday. I'm not saying it happened instantly, but that year I really started to start asking myself, well, what do I want to achieve? And this is what I talk about a lot with, you know, boss babe stuff is that, you know, when you're, you know, we help women grow businesses or work at their career, you really need to ask yourself, like sometimes you have these values, but they conflict with each other. So Mm -hmm. there's no point growing a business if actually one of your, um, one of your core values is time with your family, right? So if you want to, and I'm not growing business, but if you want to grow like a business where you're raising and it's really fast paced and you want to be exiting in five years, but your core value is time with family, then they're going to conflict. And so that's what I realized I have is that you, as a person, you have multiple values. And so two of my core values or three of them started like clashing. So one of my core values that I already shared was like helping people. Another one was, was growth. Mm. And another one was like financial wealth. And then and my fourth one was freedom. So what I started having was that these values started conflicting with each other because I started having like the growth was there and the finance was there, 
but I wasn't actually getting the freedom that I desired. Mm. And later in those years actually that followed, I also started having the growth challenge because I started hitting a ceiling. And that was another reason why I ended up moving into Boss Babe. But I'm sharing this because I always think it's really important that people analyze where they're at, how they got Mm -hmm. there and where they're going, which I don't think a lot of people do along the path. So going back to the story, like I said, I realized that actually, well, hang on a minute. These values are impacting each other. So what do I need to change to, you know, get full alignment on these values? And so I started looking at online businesses. I realized that one of the key challenges for me was that I was in a set place at a set time every single day, living my life in 15-minute appointments. And it was just eating up my soul. Like I didn't feel like I had that mm. freedom. And so I started looking at online businesses and via... Um, a coach that I'm missing at the time to help me through this process, I ended up flying to um, Brendan Bouchard's San Diego event in 2017, which is crazy now because I call him a friend, which is just a whole other mind-blowing story. But I actually flew out there and chance would have it, have it that Natalie was also invited by the same person. And we met there and we just hit it off. And then down the line, that's when Boss Babe was kind of born and evolved. So I have so much to say about that because number one, with the core values, it's so crazy how we don't ask ourselves those very most important life questions so often because we get really caught up in like, well, she's doing it and that looks good or yeah, or you know, I want the outcome of that. And yeah, I think I could do this or whatever that is. And or everyone else is doing this and this works. And it's like, Man, if you don't get aligned with what's important to you and what actually lights you up, like you will never, you'll never complete the projects that you want to complete because you will lose energy, right? Like you have to make sure, like if you follow your core values, you're also going to ensure that you stay excited about the project. Like I'm sure that you felt, okay, so let's go back to the, you know, when you were realizing that you were trading time for money and you were kind of like, wow, this actually really is not maybe the way that my life is supposed to be set up, like where was your energy level at compared to where it is now in your life? I would describe it as like swimming up, (laughs) like swimming upstream, Mm. I think. I've always had a lot of energy, but nowhere near as much as what I have now. So Mm. I was always like, swimming upstream and that energy would get me so far, but it was also like a push. And it was like, you Mm. keep going, you'll keep going. And I was always going against certain currents. Whereas now I feel like I swim with the flow. Mm. And so my energy is almost like exaggerated because I've, I've got the flow behind me where I'm in alignment and I know this aligns with all my values and I feel that. And then it becomes this like, right, work. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't work. Like that's like where I get to with a lot of my things. Yeah. There's some mundane pieces that I don't like doing and they, those tasks, they do right. feel like work, but generally on a day to day, I don't feel like what I do is work yep. because it's aligned with me. And if you said to me, Danielle, I'm giving you a hundred million, I'm not going to leave boss babe. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, do you know what I mean? Like yep. if you're like, you know, like, I mean, you've won the lottery. Here's a hundred million. What are you going to do tomorrow? For me, my answer would never be, oh, I'm going to pack up and leave. And some people, if they're like out of alignment, will just like think I'm, will call ball BS on this. Like yeah. absolutely lying. But those who are in flow and really understand what I'm saying, they're in line with their core values would be like, yeah, I feel the same. Like I would still, mm-hmm. I would still be doing this. Totally. Maybe you wouldn't be doing as many hours and maybe you would hire a few more assistants along the way or house help or whatever that looks like. But I would still be doing what I'm doing because it's like in my heart and it's in my like core right now is this is what I'm so passionate about and purposeful and full, like, full alignment with. Mm. So like for me, I feel like that's when your energy has longevity. It has like you th- see things fall into place much quicker and is almost just an abundance. Like it doesn't feel like I need to have like a ton of breaks to be able to get up every single day, you know? So we're just going to take a small break to talk about your bra. 
Yes, I know that you are probably wearing that old reliable bra because it's comfortable, but there is something better out there. And I did the same exact thing until one of my friends told me about Third Love. They use the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support. They have a perfect fit promise and they stand behind their products. So if you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. They have bras starting at just $45. So you can find your favorite bra with high quality, comfy styles starting at a low price. They have more than 80 sizes, you guys. And also you can find your fit in 60 seconds. So this is what I did. I was really nervous to buy a bra online because I always like to go in and try them on. But I did the Fit Finder quiz. I took it in 60 seconds. I answered a few simple questions to find my bra size based on breast size, shape, and the fit issues that I was having. So the Perfect Fit promise is that they stand behind their products. And like I said, you can return it within 60 days. So if you need extra assistance, they have a team of expert fit stylists and they're available to answer any of your questions over chat or email. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 10% off your order. And I will tell you, you need a new bra. Go treat yourself. They are so cute. Go to thirdlove.com slash E-Y-H now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash E-Y-H for 10% off today. I so understand you when you're like, oh, you know, $100 million, you wouldn't leave because it'd be like someone saying, I'll give you $100 million to give up your life's purpose. And it's like, what am I supposed to do then? Like, who am I supposed to be in this world? And and that's when you know, and, and it doesn't get there right away, right? Like sometimes you have so many chapters beforehand and some people wake up and they're 60 when they finally realize it. Some people are 30. You know, it's, it's such a, a range. And I think it is also all like tied together with this golden thread that a lot of times you can't tell why you're a chiropractor, right? Or you can't tell why I'm a personal trainer. And then connecting the dots, looking backwards like that, quote, it's like, oh, I can see why it started with this foundation and I can see why that's so important. So, all right. I love that so much. So I want to know, you know, in your relationship, so all of a sudden you guys, you, you meet at this event, you hit it off, you probably start talking about what this could be, but now you have like this place of understanding your roles. Did you even understand who you were and what you were good at within this new digital world? Like what your role was? Like you guys, this is like from starting, you know, from where people are maybe who haven't started yet. Like that's how it had to feel. And I know that some people might say, oh, it's easier with someone. I I will also challenge the other way and say it can be more challenging because you're adding a layer of relationship and like give and take where sometimes as just a single CEO, you can hire all these things out that you're not good at. And and I know that with relationships, like sometimes you guys probably had to give up things that you really wanted to do, but they were better at or whatever that looks like. So I want to know, like, here we are. We just met. We're at the beginning of like, what the hell am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? And what did that dance look like? How did you keep it clean? Oh, I love, I actually really like talking about this because like, I think it's actually a conversation um, that's not had enough. Like we talk a lot about relationships, husband and wife, 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 husband and husband, like, and what those dynamics look like, but there's less emphasis on like how to really nurture a business partner, partner relationship. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to come back to like the, in like the bits that we've done and we've worked on, but prior to that, like you say, I was like, say a chiropractor at that point coming to online business. Natalie's always been in online. She had a product-based business before. She was already in like this world that I was just kind of really entering to. And she was the one who had the idea initially for the society, which would go on to be our membership for female entrepreneurs to connect, build and grow. And so essentially like we didn't decide to go into business together at that San Diego event. What happened was we built a friendship there. We were the Mm. geeks there. So like (laughs) we were not missing anything. Like we went to every single one. Everyone else went on the town one night. We were like, no, we want to get up early. Like we were like there every single morning waiting for it to open. So we bonded. And when I went home, she like just messaged me and she's like, oh, I'm really like thinking about this idea um, for something called like the membership. Like I feel like, you know, entrepreneurs are lonely. And I was like, yeah, I feel lonely. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. too. like I feel lonely. I feel like, you know, 
some of my friends who aren't entrepreneurs really don't get this side of me. And I was like feeling that even my husband at that point really didn't get where this ambition was coming from, where I was driving to. And he right. was like, I can't have these conversations with you. Like, you got to find you someone about? else, girl. Why are you not happy? <laughs> Why are you not content? Like these kind of Don't types I make of you happy? Like, You're like, there's, there's yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more here. Um, so like I started just like, so Natalie just sent me, I was like, yeah, I totally relate to this. And one night it was a Friday night and you know, just watching Tally and I was just on my laptop and I was like, I'm just going to start searching for stuff. And out of just not any intention, I was just like, Hey Natalie, I really, I've been thinking about your idea. I think that's great. I also thought you might really, really appreciate this information. I just sent her a ton of research and I was like, this is where the market's going. Like, I also think these are good points that like research is showing. Mm. And then we just was like, yeah, let's like backwards and forwards. And we ended up on the call like, Hey, you like this bit. I like this bit. Should we do this together? Right. So on the surface, like you're already starting to get a little of it of like okay mm-hmm. like this is your role this is mine but yes so we already just started to kind of fall into that a little bit naturally but then as we developed and we started flushing this out Nally was full-time in it right away but I obviously have my businesses I was doing chiropractic and also the, also like when everyone knows you start business off the ground like it's not necessarily going to make you any revenue right away mm-hmm. so we always prioritize right from the off making sure Natalie was going to get paid um, so she would do a lot of the building. She was so tech savvy. I remember her like building mm-hmm. websites and all these pieces. And then I was more in charge of like the curriculum bit, the customer service bit. So you're kind of asking me like, how did we decide who did what? Yeah. And I feel like we started just kind of like falling into things. Like yeah. she'd be like, oh, I'm doing these bits. And I'm like, oh, well, these bits need doing. I'm just going to go and take these bits and sort these pieces out. Mm-hmm. And that's really like how our relationship was a very, like initially it was always been like, okay, it wasn't like there was any ego conversation of, oh, you do this. I don't want to do that. It was just more like, I'll do this. Oh, okay. Well, I can see these bits over here need doing like, okay, well, there's this bit in the middle. Who's got the most capacity right now? Okay. I'll take that one. Mm. Or you take that. And it was just like a really like evolution. And then as we've gone on and as I obviously became full-time in Boss Babe and all these pieces, I have to say we've done like so much work in really understanding what we are good at and like a mm. really good exercise, which I do over and over again. And I actually just did it the other week. We call it like elevates and delegates, but mm. split a paper in a piece of paper into four. And we do this with our teams as well. And you write on there, like in the top left corner, like what you're, lo- what you love and what you're like good at. And on the right top corner, it's like, what do you like? And you're good at. And the bottom left corner is like, what you don't like, but you're good at. And the bottom right is what you don't like and you're not good at to mm. really start like understanding. And I feel like having those conversations with not, not just the person that you're working with or your employees or your employer, like whatever that looks like, but actually having it with yourself is really, really important because quite often you don't really ask yourself like, what do I actually like doing? Uh-huh. And I personally find this exercise so challenging to do every time I do it because I'm definitely the type of person who just muck in. Like for me, I have a really strong like ability to suffer mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I will just like do what needs to get done yeah. and I won't moan or whinge about it. I'm just like, right, let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's how I operated for a long period in our startup because there were things that just needed to get done and I would just do them. And so like, that was where I've always been. But as we've grown and I've started to have the luxury of asking myself, oh, what do I actually like doing this company? Mm -hmm. That's actually been more a challenging conversation for me. But when you really understand what you like and what you're good at, you know, I spoke about the energy earlier, it really allows you to get into that slipstream again. The Mm -hmm. more you're doing things, like the more I do stuff that I absolutely excel at and that I love, or that I don't necessarily excel at, but I love, but I want to excel at and I want to heal and learn and nurture that and educate myself on. Like that's when I feel again, like that energy is just like always coming through because you're just really enjoying it. And so having that practice of like moving those tasks that are not, you're not good at, that take you twice as long as if you delegated mm-hmm. them um, is really, really important. And like, that's been a big part of mine and Natalie's, not just mine and situation, the whole company. Like we always really try and make sure we get people in the right seats mm. doing the things that they love because we respect the fact that actually their energy is going to be, you know, it's going to be easier for them to show up with for work every single day if they're doing things that they know and enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the first part of your question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can listen all day. Okay, keep going. Do you want me to answer the second piece around Natalie? No. Yeah. So, I know, like I like I said at the beginning, like I feel like this is not something that really gets spoken about all that much. And I really believe in 
the beauty of relationships and collaborations. And I also believe that there takes a lot of um, conscious communication mm-hmm. to get those to work. Like for me, you have to enter relationship, a business relationship as if it was almost a marriage in many ways. Like it, there are going to be hard times and they're going to be easy times. There is going to be disagreements and there are going to be times that you love each other to bits. But ultimately, the thing that allows it to survive and blossom is that those communications are done in they're done, first of all. And two, they're done in a respectful manner. Mm. manner. Three, you clear up the shit on your own side first. Sorry, am yeah. I allowed to swear? Oh yeah, please keep swearing. <laughs> because like you can't like... One thing that I've learned on my journey is that you have to take responsibility for your own mind and what you bring to the table. And that's something that Natty and I have done quite well from the beginning, but have got a whole lot better with because we've been consciously and dedicated to working on that. Like I'll like, it's not, I don't think it's a a place in business to come and be like, oh yeah, well, you know, this, when you said this, it's um, really upset me because this is this. If those reasons are actually on your side and you need to work from them, through them, I think we all have a responsibility mm. of doing the inner work on ourselves. Okay, what are my triggers? Why are these my triggers? How can I overcome these triggers? Like, because a lot of the stuff that we find is that we tell ourselves story. Mm-hmm. You know, one person might say, like, Joe Dispenza says, your pers- your personality is your personal reality. Mm. And that is so true. Like how you perceive the world and interpret the world and interpret a situation is only from you. Someone has a very, very different interpretation from that. And unless you get to a point where you can really understand that, communications and relationships can be really, really challenging mm. um, because you don't re- like you think your way is the only way versus, oh, hang on, I see it from this point of view. Let me try and walk over to their side of the bridge and say it, see it from theirs. And that's what Natty and I have always been really, really good at doing. And we've put a lot of effort into and we've done our own work to be able to come through that. So if we do have any, I'm not even going to call them disagreements because they're not, they don't even get to the point of disagreements. But if we do have like challenges, mm-hmm. we know the right way to communicate them or we know to be Natalie and I have, and I really believe this in a company culture is really important as well as psychological safety. Mm. So we have a lot of psychological safety in our relationship. So Mm. what I mean by that is that I can show up in my unapologetic self and know that I'm loved and received in that way and I'm supported in that way. Mm. And likewise her for me. And that's what we always want to create with our teams. I don't believe that if you create a team where one people can't like say, look, I'm having a really hard day right now. Like I'm really sensitive or I'm really emotional. Like that's just, that's just not a safe place. Like I don't think like, you know, failure should be punished. Like at the end of the day, all startups, all grown businesses, you have to fail and learn and learn and fail. And like that is a cycle and that is a pattern. And if you can't create psychological safety from the top, you have no mm-hmm. chance about creating it. And as it thro- flows through your company, when it's talking about a startup, and I see that if when people come to us, if they've had toxic leaders, you mm-hmm. can see how that like ripples through. Um, so I think that's something that's really, really important. And why Natalie, why Natalie and I put so much emphasis on our relationship and put so much effort into it because we know that has a rip- direct ripple effect throughout the company. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and, you know, I think that you just put that in such a great, like psychological safety. That's so, that, that is something that, you know, can just sum up the, when I, even when I look at my team or who I surround myself with, like those are things that are, you don't know to specifically look for those things yet. That is like probably the first thing to look for because you have to be able to show up completely as yourself your whole authentic self, or you will hold back in certain areas. So if you do have a business partner that is making you feel like maybe you're not safe, number one, like you said, kind of checking in with yourself if it's you, or it could potentially be them. What would a sign be for people if they're trying to kind of weed through that? Like, oh my God, how do I know if this is me or them that I don't feel safe? Is there any like things that you kind of take into consideration? I actually think like, it's to seek professional help first. Like I really do think like, you know how, you know how I I think like your mindset is very much like your body, right? So we get fitness, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, speaking to, well, yeah, gets (laughs) fitness and you know, like how to like 
train your body and train your muscles, but you learn about that. You don't just know how to do a bicep coil or the correct positions to do a squat right away. You're taught it and someone guides you and says, okay, like you just need to sit a bit lower. You need to sit your, keep your bottom tucked in or all these pieces because there's technique to it, right? Mm-hmm. I really believe that way around mindset. I think that actually like when you're first going through these processes, particularly if you've got, and let's be honest, we all have trauma, whether you had the most beautiful childhood or not, it's unlikely that you're going to have any, like trauma is so many different, like, yeah, like there's not as, oh yeah, well, these really bad things happen created this trauma. Actually, these really good things happen and this actually created this trauma from it. So mm-hmm. I think just like going to somebody and like in the US, my perception is you guys are much better at this than we are in the UK, but actually like having practice of having a therapist or having a mindset coach or someone that you go to, which is like helping you process. Mm. It's not my a business partner's job to help you process everything. You need to go away and seek like support to do that in that environment first, a safe environment. Because when you are going through something, you're processing something, it's my opinion. You can like, you can't just wade in with all that stuff with someone who's not trained to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So that's like, you know, me asking someone who has never lifted a weight in their life before, how do I lift this weight? Like they're not going to know either. So then you're going to end up in challenges. So I really think it becomes like, okay, well, I know, I know that I feel this way. I'm not sure why I feel this way or who's, I'm going to say quotation marks fault it is because it's really no one's fault, but this is like how I'm feeling in this situation. So I'm going to seek some help to support me. And there's someone who is a professional who can help me through it. So then I understand what's mine and what I would like to work together through on the table. So Mm. I think like trying to do it on your own can be really challenging. And actually I think that you know, I always believe that you're only going to be successful as you're mentally and physically capable of being. Mm -hmm. So whenever I talk about any mindset stuff, I actually really see it as investment Mm. to really invest in yourself and really get that that foundation strong helps you in the long term get those tangible outcomes that you might be looking for, whether it's like growing your business or revenue, et cetera. But I do think like investing in like, you know, support from a trained professional is really important. Yeah, I I feel the exact same way. And kind of kind of like how you said like you know, in the beginning, another person can unlock a perspective that was in you, but you couldn't see. It's it's the same thing. Like I've definitely sat in some of my problems before wondering, uh, like trying to figure out, is this me? Is this them? Is this me? And, you know, from your perspective, you can always make a case for why it's them. And you can be like, oh, no, I really feel to my core that this is because of this. And then sometimes you bring that other outside person in and it's like, oh, they're triggering me because I've had this happen in a relationship before yeah. and I'm not differentiating that this is a different person. Like this may not happen again yeah. with this person, even though it appears like this in the beginning, which is just so crazy. So like you said in the beginning, it was just like, it's like bringing another perspective that unlocks the answer for you. And that's why like just, it's so crazy. You said bringing in another person. That's what you're all about. Like collaborative conversations to figure it out. Uh, So I love that that was your answer. And I want to know if you're willing to share, because I know that when I have gone into collaborations where I've like either done events with people or done like some, you know, uh, like business courses or things like that, I've collaborated with some people on like 50-50, it definitely brought up my own insecurities, not around anything that they did. But for me, just being completely vulnerable. Um, so I want to know what you guys have, like your vulnerable point, maybe that Natalie has kind of brought out in you that maybe made you look at yourself. Um, for me, I dealt with like, oh my gosh, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Does she think I'm doing enough? Um, I had a lot of those moments where I actually had to have conversations like, hey, I'm feeling like you think I'm not doing enough, even though you've never said it and you've never even like led on to that. Can I just share how I'm feeling? So I would love to know like what insecurities came up for you when you started, you know, collaborating and do you have insecurities that still come up that you talk through? Oh my goodness. All the time. Like I feel (laughs) like as well, like if you think anything is like ever going to be like, I'm never going to feel insecure about anything in my life. Like I don't aim for that. I just aim to be better versus perfect. But one thing I really want to share for me is probably very similar to yours, Laurie, is like self-worth. Like that for me has been like a big piece. And I spoke about our podcast about imposter syndrome as well. Like it's something I've always really suffered with and I've had to do a lot of work. And I am way better now. Like I really understand my worth. And from doing those things like 
delegates and elevates, you know, mm. what I was sharing earlier on. Those things have really started to help me what I'm good at. Also really understanding how I can speak quite negatively about myself and mm. how I can notice that and pick that up and switch into more positive cycles. So I've done so, so much work to really like help with that on my own. But also I just want to give some like tangible things that people can do when they're working with people, because I actually feel like this is probably a lot of things, like something that a lot of people run into. Mm -hmm. And this is like where I think one of the things that I'm really good at really comes into place. So I, one of like my strengths is really like landing a plane from like taking things from like ideation ideas and really starting to implement those things and put a structure around it. Mm. And I think that's when there is a lot, when you don't do that, I think there's a lot of room for that self-worth thing. So just taking like the example that you gave, maybe like working with somebody, like sometimes if it's not like clearly defined or like, okay, so this is where we're starting. This is what the goals are. Mm -hmm. These are the steps that we go at doing. These are your, your responsibilities. These are my responsibilities. And like really like laying those pieces down and writing them down because it's all very well having a conversation, but they always need to be written yeah. down and ground them. And I would say landing the plane on them, like really allows a little bit more stability so that then when those things come up, like, oh, I feel like you think I'm not doing enough. Well, actually, if I'm like taking off the things that we pre-agreed, and I've done my, I love Asana. I've done my Asana tasks and I take them off. You can almost like self-soothe a little bit because you know what was like the mm. pre-agreement and that. And I think like that's where, you know, whether I'm, when I'm doing any collaborations, whether it's working with Natalie, working with the team, working with somebody out the team, like really just understanding like those expectations and being bold enough to have those right from the off and setting boundaries. I actually have learned this from Natalie. She's really, really good at setting boundaries mm. in the sense of like, okay, well, I'm not, um, I don't work past this time or I want weekends off or I'm not willing to step in and do this piece, right? They were just examples, but really understanding like how you like one set expectations, then that sets the boundaries have really helped me with my self-worth then because then I'm like, well, I'm because actually most of the time it's not them expecting things for me, it's me mm. expecting it for myself. Do you relate to that? Yep. Where it's like yes. actually it was more you giving yourself a hard time for not Million being good percent. enough because yeah. And so like understanding like how what safety nets I can put in place for mm. myself and what listeners can put in place for themselves if they know that self-worth... like, And also the other thing is self-worth isn't like... For me and you, it's that. And I think a lot of listeners will relate to it. But other people, it might not be theirs and there might be something else. I, I have friends of theirs is like feeling like they're too much or like have friends that's like different ones. So most of us will have like an underriding one that's triggered more easily, mm -hmm. but just recognizing it, understand the safety nets that you can put in place so that then you converse is like running through the stable blocks into there's like bringing your stuff with it going, oh my goodness, like I'm worried you don't feel this way. Like, oh, okay, if I put the safety net in, like they probably don't because I've done this assignment task. Mm -hmm. I've updated on this one that's still outdated because we pre-agreed this. I'm still on, I'm still on schedule for my times that we agreed. Then automatically like that's that self-worth is soothed. I find my biggest challenges with self-worth come up when I don't have those like expectations yes. outlined. And that's why with our team, like we really like, you know, and we can, we're like getting better at this, but like we've always followed like KPIs and numbers mm -hmm. and like making sure they're spoken to because I think like with all of us in life, we like to know whether we're doing do you know what? We like to know when we're doing good, but we also like to know when we're doing bad in the sense of like, you know, what's like, okay, I'm performing. Okay. I'm not performing, but I know where I need to get to. Yeah. So like really just making sure like you're following those, either the metrics that matter or the tasks that matter to allow someone to feel comfortable in their role, whether that's you or an employee. Oh my gosh. I mean, that, that is so vital. And I love that around, you know, safety nets. I, I literally kind of use the same frame, but I call it like, how can you su like support yourself around it? What would feel supportive around that idea? So I love like the making sure if you've ticked off your boxes, then you've done it and you can tell yourself at the end of the night, like you did your thing. So this is like, you need to just love yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You need to be okay now. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm going to give this one too, because I think this is like really has really helped us is so yeah, love on yourself and just make sure you can like self-soothe in those pieces. But also if it's like a new collaboration or we actually do this with our employees, we get them to do a, the love languages test. Mm. I don't know if you guys have done that. Like, and it kind of like 
and not in, we get them to do it in a non-romantic way, right? So it's, again, <laughs> it's made for like relationships. Yeah. But it also tells you how people like to receive praise. Mm. And so sometimes like you might not be giving like, you might not be receiving or giving the praise in the way that's like receptive to the other person. So like, I know that Natalie's is acts of service. Like I know that about her. So she wants to feel like loved. I know that like an act of service to her means the world. And she really, really feels like seen and grateful. And mine is like words of affirmation. You don't need to <laughs> do anything for me. You just need to tell me mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I see you're doing this piece. I'm really like loving this. So it's like understanding Greg's is quality time. Mm. So like, you know, if we're talking about relationships stuff on all levels, like I know that like for me, quality time's at the lowest. So that's me too. Been a big thing. <laughs> you and I I'm are like, the same so far. I'm like, I don't need to spend time with you. Like, was he's like, do you love me? <laughs> I mean, can't I I'm tell you I love you? you? I just <laughs> yeah. told you like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when you start understanding the people that you spend a lot of time mm. with, it really allows like one cups create those boundaries and like, but then really just allows you to play into those pieces. And I we're really like. I'm really forthcoming with telling you, hey, Lori, I haven't listened to podcasts. Mine's words of affirmations if you want me to feel loved. And like, I just think like being open in collaborations and telling people about your personality really up front mm-hmm. in a very like an apologetic way. Like I'm not going to pretend, and I used to do this a lot, but I used to pretend and try and fit into be like who I needed to be for certain people. And it yeah. just doesn't work. And I am not at that point in my life. And so I'm very much like, hey, do you know what? This is me. Like you need to know mm-hmm. that this is me. Like if this is going to work, um, because when you start trying to live up to other people's expectations or how they want you to be, that's when like that energy gets drained and you know, you go into a whole world of pain. But I think just people showing up more unapologetically themselves as their best selves, let's say yeah. as well. Like, you know, the best version of yourself, if you can unapologetically show up as that, um, then that allows like so many other things to fall into place and those mm-hmm. collaborations and those communications and those relationships to be so much easier. Oh my God. I literally, I'm so sad about the clock because you need to come back <laughs> for a part two. I have so, I literally have like five questions left that I'm dying to know from you. Should we so do a part two? Again. <laughs> I, we will do a part two because it, it really just feel like we opened up like the beginning of the box that I wanted to actually like r- dive into as well. So there's so many, there's so many. Um, uh, because your words of affirmation and I am too, I'm just going to say that I absolutely love you. And I loved this podcast and I could talk to you all day long. I'm so, so grateful. I think you're brilliant. Um, I'm so like, I always, always am obsessed with learning from you and learning strategy. Like it's so, I think especially, you know, as a, a more, I lean more on the creative side. It's just like... Yeah when you can find somebody who can take your ideas or how you can see how they can take ideas and you can start to understand that, just it's like, oh my God, the missing piece. So it's just so fun for me because I feel like you fill in missing pieces in my life when I listen to you. So, so cool. <laughs> um, so I'm so grateful for you. Is there anything that you want to share before we go? And also how can we find you, follow you? What's like so exciting in the Boss Babe world right now? Well, I just want to say thank you for having me on here and thank you for having this conversation because I I really, truly believe there is not enough conversation about mm. this. Some of these pieces that we've covered today in the entrepreneurial space and, and just in general space, really, because you know it's so easy for us to get caught up in all the tangible aspects, but mm. they really don't fall into place. Like these strategy pieces don't fall into place without these foundations. So I'm really excited. And we on the next one, we can literally just dive straight into strategy. So I'm really going to look forward to that. <laughs> and then, yeah, like I would love to hear anyone's like takeaways. Um, and my DMs are always open. You can find me at, at Danielle County. Um, you can also find me off the back of at bossbabe.inc, uh, bossbabe1. And um, I'm in the bio there as well. But honestly, Laurie, like, thank you for having me on. It's like been such a blessing. And you and Chris, like I look up to you guys so much. Mm. Like you've just been like such an inspiration and in the way that you have, you're always so generous with your knowledge and your time. And um, you guys have really shown like, you guys live in abundance as well. And I really appreciate that. You're never, you know, you welcome people into your communities and um, I'm really blessed to know you. So thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you so much. And okay, you guys, and always we love to gift our incredible guest words of affirmation because you are words of affirmation as well, Danielle. So what we're going to do is make sure you tag Danielle 
take myself and let her know what your biggest takeaway was from the podcast. So your biggest takeaway, your biggest aha moment, and all of those things. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster but so do your sales but where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com